no way. Cause I don't listen to the show. <laughs> and I was like, God, I feel like a horrible person for never listening to the show. And then I was on the phone with our enemy Chuck. the other Oh day. boy. Yeah. And when I told him that he's like, Whoa, really? He's like, Oh yeah, you got to listen to it. So he gave you <laughs> our enemy. Wow. Gave you a compliment on. Eddie. I mean, I'm sure it's some kind of angle. So, <laughs> yeah, so he can like fuck me over, but. I He's mean, got some. There's the, definitely yeah, something behind. On the it. surface, I will take it as a compliment. But right, I'm trepidatious. I'm not. I'm not going all in ever. with uh, hearing my own voice was uh, the part where I said, greetings, citizens of Earth. I'm Dan. And I am Eric. Welcome to Accelerative <laughs> Thrust, where we discuss and review underground experimental and extreme music with a focus on the Iowa and Midwest music scene. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> now you know what good. you're listening to. Wow. Yeah. I so, mean, up to this point, you were probably like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Like, what is this show? Now you know. When are they going to get to the Iowa bands? Well, pretty, funny you pretty, should ask. Pretty soon. <laughs> funny <laughs> you should ask. I guarantee it's within um, the time that you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, By the I time know. this show is over, you're going to hear about all the Iowa bands you want. Mm, at least five. This yeah. episode, it's a big old uh, local roundup. Part two. You ain't from around here, are you, boy? The first episode mm-hmm. of the year, 2023, y'all. So we're going to talk about some Iowa bands. That are we, got five, we got five big ones today, Eric. Five big ones. Five big ones. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, how do you want to do it? I figured me, you, me, you, me. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Cool. All right. All right. Back to the show. <laughs> we have returned. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Oh, I forgot about that tune. Yeah, that's a good one. Probably yeah, get sued. One. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure the copyright is uh, heavily protected for that ABC yeah. Saturday morning cartoon uh what do they call those headers? Uh, well, uh, jingles, I guess. Yeah, jing- jingle jangles. Jingle jangles. I think it's a jingle when it's coming out of a show and a jangle when it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can just throw it back when it yeah. comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you my just, stupid oh, lies man. are making you die. To yes, death. absolutely. I will say, Ooh. I will say though that I miss. Of all the things from childhood that I miss, Saturday morning is at, definitely at the top of the list. Wait, you don't have a Saturday morning? <laughs> well, of course, but I'm talking oh, about Saturday oh, morning okay. as a all kid. Right. Saturday morning as a yeah. uh, in the in the 80s and 90s, man. Yeah, it was magical. People casting spells on you as a kid, and 
You mean you know, like serial wizards? Serial <laughs> wizards, Master Splinter in his oh. uh that position where he's like got his legs crawled like the yoga position. Oh. Yeah. Uh telecommunicating to his sons telepathically, not telecommunicating. Yeah. Tele- <laughs> tele- you know, <laughs> telecommunications. Yeah. Telecommunication. <laughs> you got Papa Smurf, who was a big wizard, and Gargamel, mm-hmm. who was a satanic, I don't know, satanic cat owner. Yeah. Um, I always really enjoyed uh, Dungeons and Dragons. What a great cartoon. Yeah, it really was great. Really good characters, a really fun concept as a kid. Like, Mm -hmm. kids like to pretend they get to go to another world where they're like more powerful. Great concept, you know? Yeah. It was a little bit like, I remember watching it, but I was like really young when that was on. Like, so. It did seem a little more mature, right? Yeah, it really did Um, in retrospect. But then, you know, I really got into like Saturday morning. Like my memories, of course, start with the turtles. But then also Mm -hmm. like um, as I got into like middle school, I watched the X-Men cartoon and the Mm -hmm. Spider-Man cartoon religiously. Wow. You know, stuff like that. Uh, But then, uh, then, then the stuff that was really my religion was like, the Ernest, hey Vern, it's Ernest. Yeah, good that, show. That was that was the one that I was really like. You know, I was too old to be watching that probably, but I still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Shit, I was so old. I, I have I watched shit that I absolutely should not. Have, like I was way too old. Like I all still that. Do. Like I freaking watched all that. Yeah, all that. I oh, had to yeah. have been like wow forty when that shit yeah. was on. Um. I mean, if you want to hear something that 40. <laughs> wow. Man, I was the same older, age as that fat dude. Uh, you're older than better off thought, dad who dude. made it and is a creep. Um, he he still is involved with the Nickelodeon shows, ironically enough. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe mm. not. Right. Who knows? But anyway. Um, <laughs> who knows? We're just going to just tell a bunch of misinformation you figured out why the hell not? it's your hey, job at least, to fact check to us <laughs> at least no. though i am acknowledging that i may need to be fact checked here <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh let's get to these local roundup all right things. sounds good come on everybody you know what i gotta i gotta get something off my chest actually okay that dance uh-huh sucks from prince yeah, it's like seriously, I don't even know how you can call it a song, first of all. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to call it a song, it's a terrible song. Yeah, I think we talked, we kind of talked. We probably about did. I, I, you know, I get stuck um, on things. Terrible. The biggest, the biggest, that was from the first <laughs> Batman, right? I think so. Um, yeah. The biggest memory I have about that show uh, or about that movie was the product, the products surrounding it. I remember that really horrible yellow cereal. Oh, you remember that? Kind of. Like came in like a black, yeah. you know, it was like the black Batman box. And it was like this yellow cereal. Yeah. It basically was King Vitamin in the shape of like the bat, you know, <laughs> the bats. Like, yeah. And I don't know why I said it was horrible because I love King Vitamin. <laughs> and I just remember that like that stuff I didn't think I liked as much for some reason. Maybe it was because it was in the, it was bat boomerangs, yellow ones. Wow. Bat boomerangs aren't yellow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's get to it, right? This is just 
it's the worst so far the worst episode we've ever done and it's the first the first and the worst first of the year yep wow okay let's get to these records let's right. do it come on everybody it's record time uh the first thing we're gonna talk <laughs> this is like a serious show now the first subject we're gonna talk about today uh no the first band we're gonna talk about is from des moines they're called cursed existence uh the record is called bread for extinction it's cool it's pretty heavy stuff 11 songs they go pretty fast they average i don't know 45 seconds to two minutes like i said it's really heavy stuff it's angry uh it's really grindy it's crusty it for me it does sort of take up that space between sort of like uh grindcore death metal crust punk like it's all really pretty brutal um yeah no shortage of heavy breakdowns but they also kind of swing swing the beat sometimes too and it has a really cool uh movement to it a lot of times um i found it to be like succinct and intentional i think everything on here is designed and executed to add to the agitation and discomfort of hearing it. It has uh, some vocal samples or movie samples, things like that, that add to that sort of, um, I don't know the right word, really, just sort of uh, agitation. I know I already said that, but it really seems designed to get you worked up, get you angry, keep you there. There's a song on there called MWF. I found that to be a really cool song, had a cool swing to it. Also really cool samples. Uh, Yeah, I just can't really express how intense it really is. But also, like I said, it has some cool movement to it. I don't find it to be doomy. You know, it's just angry and violent and uh, really cool. Um, It kind of, for me, did sort of remind me mostly of some older grind stuff um extreme noise terror and napalm death but you know some hardcore elements maybe like colesque or something and then you know some sort of death metal elements like pig destroyer so i think if you're in the mood for that um it's a really cool record i would love to see this live and hopefully i'll have the chance sometime soon i'm sure i will uh but yeah, cursed existence, super brutal. I don't know. What'd you think, Dan? Um, yeah, I think that it was uh punishing um and just really heavy. And actually, um, ironically enough, uh one of the words that I did kind of write down was a little doomy, but mm-hmm. not doomy in the sense of like, did it remind me of like, you know, doom metal? No, but there definitely were sort of like these intros that were very punishing uh-huh. that sounded like doom was coming, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like sort of like that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, so when I say doomy applied to the context of this, it is more of like a feeling than it is like a sound um, mm-hmm. that I got because it is intense, fast and just heavy as hell. And it definitely has a, quite a bit of crossover 
And mm-hmm. I would say there is a huge hardcore influence here. Mm-hmm. Like this really, I think you were on the money, Eric, when you mentioned Kalesque, mm-hmm. cause that's definitely one band that this really put me in mind of. Um, there's definitely, um, you know, some sort of grindcore sludgy metal. But again, when I say sludge, this isn't a slow album. It's fast, but there's just, it's kind of just the feeling that I, that I get from like the, the guitars. Cause sometimes it'll kind of like, particularly the intros kind of build up a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's usually over within like, like you said, Eric, 45 seconds to like maybe a minute and a half. And there are a couple of tracks on here that are a couple minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, relapse records, style, grindcore, um, and crossover thrash and things like that, especially like the, um, I would say a lot of the stuff that was coming out, in like the late nineties, early two thousands on that particular label. Um, and also there's even a few sort of like local bands from this area that this reminded me of quite mm-hmm. a bit as well. Like, for example, there was a band and I'm sure you remember them, Eric from the Iowa city area called Breakdance, mm-hmm. yeah. And this reminded me a lot of some of their stuff. There was a band from, mm-hmm. I think they're from Chicago, And the reason why I say I think they're from Chicago, which I could be wrong about, um, is they did a split with He Who Corrupts, Mm -hmm. which was another grindcore band that this I could definitely see sort of uh, in comparison to this. But Godstomper in particular. Um, I don't know Godstomper. Godstomper, they did a split with He Who Corrupts, Mm -hmm. and the vocals are just insane. Like, And this kind of... The bass was very distorted and Mm -hmm. this kind of had an element of that to me. Although I would, the vocals to Godstomper were a lot lower than the vocals on this, Mm -hmm. but also Napalm Death. And I would also say, um, you know, it wouldn't be too out of the box to compare this to Animals on LSD a little bit, you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of had a little bit of that same intensity to it, Mm -hmm. I think. And yeah, huge hardcore influence. If you're into all of those things, I think you'll like it. But Cursed Existence definitely has their own thing going on within the genre. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, uh, yeah, it was a really, really cool listen. And uh, you said said they're from Des Moines also, right? Yeah, that's right. So the next release um, is also from Des Moines. And this is a release... This is actually the second release we talked about on this label because the first release was Excrete, which, Mm -hmm. if you remember, was on the first local roundup. Um, This is from a band called Haploid, and there's this really cool label out of Des Moines right now called 5CM Records, or I don't know if it's they're pronouncing it as 5CM Records. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be possible too, but they are out of Des Moines and um, I've kind of scrolled through their Bandcamp catalog and there's a lot of really cool stuff on this label. They seem to be very interested in putting out experimental electronic music, I guess you could say, but there's also some, you know, punk stuff and 
Um, I think there's even a couple of like Gabber style bands on there, but they have a, they have a lot of releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of them. This is uh, from Haploid and it's called Cope. Legitimately, this was one of the biggest surprises in terms of like expect, I, I, I can't even say expectations, but just, I guess I didn't know what to expect when I, I kind of picked this as sort of like, this was actually supposed to be in the first one, but we ended up um, limiting the first one to five. And so we also did the same thing with this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked this one and I just, I didn't know what to expect. I just kind of randomly did. And I got to say that this album is amazing to me, man. I can't really describe it. <laughs> and there's just, there's a mix of a lot of things going on to me. It's like, it's like a mix of like indie rock alternative new wave. There's some industrial ambient type stuff going on. Definitely a big prog rock influence, I would say. And a little bit of maybe punk as well. And it's all done masterfully as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I think the songs are really great. I think um, the way that they're arranged is really good. And I just, it really shocked me um, how this sounded. It's just very well put together. Um, There's these interesting interludes that tend to bleed into each other. Um, just the, the way the songs are structured, it definitely seems to be just sort of like one of those records that I feel you should sit down and commit to listening to it from beginning to end. Cause I do think that this record, almost the way that it's presented is being thrown at you as if it's like one piece. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely pretty difficult for me to describe and narrow down what it is, um, but to me, it's just mind blowing. The music is really good. There's some synths in there. Um, the the music and the singing. I mean, the uh, the drumming. I really like the bass on this as well. I feel like some of the um, some of the songs are kind of centered around the bass. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's there's a lot of stuff that I could say that this reminds me of, but I would say it it's not. It's not doing it justice, but if I if I were to kind of just throw some random names out there, like I would say maybe the Pulsars a little bit, um, but then I, I also would say like Jane's Addiction, there's maybe a little bit of like Flaming Lips influence there, Devo, uh, Possum Dixon is a big one. I would say also the Beastie Boys instrumental albums. And yeah, I mean, that's really about all I could come up with as far as like comparisons go. But to me, this was a really interesting and exciting sounding record. And it honestly, it doesn't sound like anything else that maybe I've ever heard. I I really like Mm -hmm. where this is coming from. Uh, What about you, Eric? Just to just to check, we're talking about haploid cope, right? We are, yes. Okay. I this is really, I think, pretty interesting. It it sort of represents how all music is filtered through the listener. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people have different experiences listening to the same music. Um yeah. because I felt 
like this was super like referential to like a lot of no wave stuff. I found okay. it to be really funky and strange, uh, frenzied, dissonant, moody, arty, glitchy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, really no wavy, super tight playing. Um, I, I'm really trying not to say angular because I use that descriptor way too much. Yeah. And sort of like a glow-fi, almost vaporwave element too. And so, yeah, it goes a lot of places, uh, but it does have, to me, it had a really cohesive sound and aesthetic. It had like a futuristic element to it, but also a retro element. I found it to be like really fun and dark at the same time. So, you know, a lot of opposing elements, but coming together and make something really cool. Um, And I mean, like very cool, like a cool feeling record. But yeah, the stuff that I thought it sounded like, I feel was like really different. Um, I felt, you know, I heard maybe a bit of ESG, Talking Heads, uh, Fugazi, Susie and the Banshees, (laughs) Romeo Void, Section 25, you know? So stuff that's very much in that tuxedo moon, like very much in that no wave uh, kind of category. And so it's funny because, yeah, like what you described, it sounds pretty different than what I described, but it is the same. And Mm -hmm. that's a really cool, cool thing, I think, because that gives you guys a lot of ways to connect with it. And and, mm-hmm. and it you might listen to it and be like they're both fucking idiots and none of that applies. You know what I mean? But it's it's just a really cool example of how everything is filtered through the listener. Your experiences and the things you've listened to uh affect how you hear new things. And that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh yeah, so pretty different takes on there, yeah, but that is that is really solid. interesting. Both yeah, was... really uh positive. I loved it. I Absolutely, really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Me too. It was, it was, uh, hands down. I mean, it blew my mind. Cause again, yeah. I, d- I didn't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. wow, that is two radically different takes. Yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. I, nice. but yeah, it was legitimately one of the biggest surprises. Yeah. And I need to, I need to check out more, not only by them, but on, on the, that label too. It For sure. Like they're putting out some really cool stuff. They so. really are. And I assume they've been around for a while too. So it looks like they have a few releases out. So I would guess they have, um, they've been real busy. There's a couple of uh, releases, I believe from Bob Boko jr. On it too. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. Bob Boko jr. From Dubuque. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty classic noise person around uh, Iowa. Yeah. Actually, that's a great segue into our next uh, release we're going to talk about uh, Mall of America uh, live at Gabe's. So Mall of America is um, a project put together by Phil Mall, who has, I think, performed mostly under Mall, but now is Mall of America. But yeah, Phil's been making music in Iowa, uh, more specifically in Iowa City, I believe, uh, for quite a long time. A lot of noise stuff, a lot of electronics. I've personally played with him in more than a couple projects um open go the demon possessed i think we performed as um mm-hmm. and it was uh 
Phil, myself, and our friend, our late friend, Sean, played together for many years. But yeah, so Phil's been doing it for a while, and he has really great command over, you know, those those kind of sounds and those kind of uh, destinations. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting word for it. But I think that in a world where it seems like anybody with uh, something that can make some noise can get on stage and just present what they're doing as worthwhile music, you know, uh, I think Phil stands uh, head and shoulders above that kind of fray. I think that his stuff is thought out and executed in really cool ways, uh, really cool ideas. Uh, Live at Gabe's, it was recorded live at Gabe's. Makes sense, right? He was joined by a couple of other uh, guys. Corbin Booth played guitar. Ian Kohler played synths. And Phil did noise and other synthesizers. Um, Yeah, I think that it's cool because by having multiple people up there playing different instruments, uh, it does make it a little more organic um, and chaotic. A little more human element is involved. And the sound spectrum is covered, I think, a lot more thoroughly because of that. Like if you have three people playing three different instruments, you're going to have, you know, a wider spectrum of sound. And I think that comes through. It's all the things you would expect, atmospheric, dense, uh, disorienting, immersive, uh, cinematic. At times it's heavy and noisy, but still overall accessible. I don't think this falls anywhere into like, um, you know, just straight noise or um, power electronics or anything like that. I, I think that this is completely listenable and enjoyable. Which, you know, when you're talking about this kind of music is something you almost have to point out, which is funny. Um, But yeah, I think it teeters sort of between this formless destruction kind of feel and like a pulsating tension, you know, that kind of runs throughout the whole thing. There's elements of alarm involved, and I I think that's always cool. Uh, Phil also has a really dry sense of humor and you actually you don't really experience that with the music but you do get to experience a little of that um with the banter with the crowd which is nice but yeah i think it's a really cool release and so yeah i'm excited to hear more of it yeah uh things that are comparable i don't know throbbing gristle coil cabaret voltaire you know in that vein for sure but yeah i thought it was super interesting and pretty exciting and had a lot of movement and had surprises all throughout. So what'd you think, Dan? I am not going to, I don't really have a whole lot to add to what you just said. Cause I think mm-hmm. you just gave like a much better description than what I could uh, have given it for sure. But I will say it's interesting that you mentioned the, enjoyment factor of the album because i do got to say i thoroughly enjoyed this album Mm -hmm. uh listening to it almost to the point where it kind of did put sort of a smile on my face because like you were saying um you know i i know phil decently i mean Mm -hmm. we uh whenever we see each other like at shows or whatever we kind of talk a little bit and uh i definitely can see where he has 
a certain sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, right away, I noticed the commentary, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, the banter and everything. It's something that I think could maybe uh, help people who may possibly be, I don't want to say put off, but just maybe do, don't don't quite understand like this kind of mm-hmm. music. I do think that um, this is this kind of stuff. I actually really prefer watching it live than actually like listening to it on record. But I think the fact that this was a live record, I think added to the enjoyment in this case. Um, mm. It definitely is. I mean, the best way that I can describe it is it, it just sounded like, like you were saying, there's, there's an um, an alarming sort of sound to it, mm-hmm. almost like a like chaos erupting, and so I don't know. I know I always use this when we talk about this kind of music, but you know, there's a huge sci-fi element, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I I totally see the cinematic descriptive elements of it, and so mm-hmm. it has these very bubbly kind of spacey sounds that are kind of throughout that I think are really cool. And really the best way that I can describe this is it feels like an alien abduction taking place or something, nice. or like yeah. some sort of dream like that you're having with a bunch of like science fiction imagery, dystopian almost, you know, like, I don't know, like, like the best way I could describe it would be like the visuals of like escape from New York mm-hmm. or something, you know, <laughs> it's, um, it was a very cool record to listen to. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And yes, I, uh, I really liked the end when uh, Phil was like, um, we've got three more songs, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just the way that he says it is, you can just kind of tell, you know, that he's, he's kind of having fun with it as well, you know? For sure. Yeah. And that's, that, that's what I really appreciate about Phil's stuff mm-hmm. is, um, Every time I see it, like when you guys were playing in the demon possessed, mm-hmm. um, I can tell that he's really like, he really enjoys doing this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, you know, so there, there is like a, um, I guess you could say a passion about it. And yeah. it always shows, it always shows when Maul is up there doing his thing, but yeah. it is a very interesting experience to catch live. And cause I have seen, I've, I, you know, Mall of America, I've never seen, but I have mm-hmm. seen him in various yeah incarnations and it it's always fun to watch yeah cool stuff cool stuff nice. so then that brings us to ill omen uh this is called the sword of destiny and that is a fantastic name for this record because honestly i can't think of a better name for this record for what this like a descriptive title for what this kind of encapsulate encapsulates um so what this is, is uh, for me, it's just really well done metal with some pretty serious outside influences, but not, it doesn't stray too far away from just metal, but there are definitely some other things coming through. Like, for example, the opening of the first track, I legitimately thought that this was going to be like an indie rock record for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um but then that changes very quickly and never changes back. <laughs> it uh, pretty much transforms into, I would say, an 80s style thrash 
kind of crossover uh, culmination. And there's definitely a, a, a giant power metal uh, sort of like element as well. The vocals, I think, kind of have this sort of sort of punkiness to it that puts me in mind a little bit of like early Voivod or even like some Bathory stuff. There's definitely, I would say, a little bit of a black metal influence here. Um, you know, and it it to me, it just is a really great, really great metal record. It's done really well. And I mean, that's that's pretty much the best that I can do as far as describing it. I think that if you're into some of the early thrash crossover type stuff, you know, Voivod, I think is definitely a, a, a big influence here and Bathory as well, but a little bit of Slayer, a li- little bit of Venom. I would say even Dark Throne, particularly the uh, mid 2000s when they were kind of sort of doing their, I guess you could say gutter punk phase a little bit. But I also hear a lot of Maiden and Priest in the guitar work a little bit. So yeah, to me, this is just really well done metal that i think uh could stand with the best of them honestly it's um if you're into that kind of thing i think this is the album for you and i think it's awesome that i think this band is from des moines also isn't it eric actually cedar rapids oh this is from cedar rapids wow so that's even closer to home yeah yeah these guys are really good and, and it's they're legitimately shredders too man there's there's some really great guitar work on here and um the drumming is is awesome and yeah i love the vocals um again i wouldn't necessarily call this nearly as grindy as uh like cursed existence was Mm -hmm. but i will say though that the the vocals kind of have that sort of punkiness gruffiness for lack of a better way to describe it gravelly sort of vocals a little bit that sort of the singer of um, of breakdance. So we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about breakdance, referencing them again, uh, really put me in mind of, I, I don't know why both of these metal bands made me think of breakdance for some reason, but they both did. <laughs> and nice. uh, it, it's fantastic. You should definitely check this out. If you're into metal, there's th- this is a great record to get into. What did you think, Eric? I, I loved it. I was, I was really really stoked on this um people have been telling me for a little while that i need to listen to Eloman, and i've been meaning to and i'm glad i did finally uh it's it's amazing i just really think it's like a pure real treat for people that really are into thrash and crossover um Mm -hmm. i think that it's it's hard to explain because i don't think this is a throwback I would like municipal waste. I don't, I would not call this neo thrash, but it is very informed by 80s thrash, but it's also super creative in its own way and has a slightly more brutal element to it than, uh, than the specific things that I'm thinking of that are, that may have been a, an influence on it. So, yeah, it's really thrashy. It's really fast. It it harkens back to just stuff that I love that I don't really get the opportunity to talk about all that much. I just I, I really love 
that style. And my experience with it is in the late 80s. So I'm sure millions of things have happened since then that have been an influence on this. But I just really, I, I really enjoyed it all. I especially like the vocals. They are super raw in their own weird sort of way. And what it reminded me of the most was Possessed. Um, if you've listened to Possessed, then Ooh. you probably remember how their vocals really are pretty different than other things that were happening. That's a um, great comparison, by the way. Yeah. I, and I heard all kinds of stuff, of stuff that I really love and I never get to hear anything new that's like it because although i do like the neo thrash movement i feel like it's kind of goofy too like i feel like it's you know it's kind of like in its own way it's like a swing revival thing you know like it's just goofy i don't and when when you're trying too hard to be something from the past it just doesn't seem um authentic you know mm -hmm. but this on the other hand comes off as very authentic and like i said very well informed yeah the vocals especially i don't know uh, yeah so there's this weird laugh at the end of the song near the end of the song i think it's either called one or i mm -hmm. or lowercase l i can't actually tell you know but the laugh is just so spot on uh for that style the vocals on the song Sort of Destiny are wild. I haven't heard very many vocals like that. And it is slightly different than the rest of the record. Maybe a little bit uh, like Violence. Uh, if any of, any of you guys have ever listened to Violence, the, the singer for that is absolutely unlike anyone else. Um, and it's great. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to the point. I loved it. I can't wait to hear more. I think they're currently like, right this second today right now recording at flat black studios in lone tree um so i'm stoked Ooh. to hear that but yeah things that i think this uh, is similar to possessed i already said dark angel nuclear assault venom a little bit cryptic slaughter just really blood feast like really true thrash crossover and mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to hear more from Hill Omen. Yeah. Cool, yeah. It was, it was a great release, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a big swing towards something different than Hill Omen. Uh, next, we have Spaniel. Uh, the record's called Old Paint on a New Street. So Spaniel is a new project from uh, a good friend of mine named Adam Boltz. Um, I would say he was the main songwriter uh, in a band called the Beat Strings from uh, Cedar Falls area from, you know, a number of years ago. And they were really cool. They had sort of a um, the hives kind of thing, mm -hmm. hot, hot heat, uh, kind of that movement. Anyway, the Beat Strings. OK, so uh, but this is a new project. And I would say this probably falls into the category of alt country even though i don't think that actually explains what it is i think that there's um kind of a folky edge to it uh there's kind of a druggy edge to it it it's uh, i don't know it's i didn't write very good notes for this by the way um but the reason i didn't write very good notes is because i actually talked to adam about this just a couple days ago and told him 
specifically all the cool things I think about it. So, um, but yeah, it's so alt country. Uh, it does have a definite folk element to it. And I don't mean folk like uh, bluegrass. I mean, folk like Dylan and things like that. Uh, but yeah, a really great songwriting. His command of just what a song should sound like and how a song should go, how to make it interesting and change a lot. Um, he has that in spades. He's a great songwriter. The arrangements are really cool. I don't think you're ever left feeling like, well, I just spent three minutes and nothing really happened. Like these songs really move and change. And even between the songs, um, they change a lot too. Even Adam's voice um, from song to song changes uh, sort of to fit the song a little bit. And it works amazingly. I And I just like the take on, on the on the old country sort of element of this. It's like, that's uh, a portion of what's happening and it may be somewhat of a foundation for that, but the songs move in a really different way and go a lot of different places. The performances are amazing. Like, I I, I mean, I like uh, bass and drums a lot. I usually am just like, yeah, that's fine. These two guys that are with Adam are phenomenal players it looks like for the the main the main band uh adams on vocals guitar uh robert lucas scott is the bass uh and josh sparks is the the drummer um those names for anyone from the cedar valley um they probably know those names yeah i think that if you like that sort of thing then this is going to be perfect for you uh, i think there's elements of bob dylan Gene Clark, uh, Graham Parsons, um, kind of that whole section of birds, flying burrito brothers, uh, you know, that kind of element, but definitely with a different take on it. But yeah, give it a shot. I think anyone listening to this would listen to this and enjoy it and think that it's really cool, interesting music. So what'd you think, Dan? Yeah, um, I thought this was great. Um spaniel old paint on a new street this was um yeah i i would definitely agree with you that if i had to pick a genre for this it would be kind of falling into that alt country umbrella but there is definitely other things kind of going on here for sure it's also just at times i think just a really good rock record as well mm -hmm. right. and you touched upon that with kind of comparing it to like, you know, Graham Parsons and stuff like that a little bit. Um, but I think there's an undeniable country element here mm -hmm. as well. I mean, to me, this is, I would almost consider a, a good portion of this, like almost straight country. I wouldn't even, even call some of it alternative country. I would mm -hmm. almost just call it straight country music like this is yeah and and kind of old school country music although i hate to kind of say that but i say that because this this doesn't sound like you know anything you'll hear on the country radio you know For sure. right. right now but mm -hmm. it definitely has that sort of old school vibe to it mm -hmm. uh but it's definitely not a throwback uh in the same way that ill omens not a throwback to like mm -hmm. old school metal you know but adam bolt's 
And, you know, I was having a discussion with our enemy Chuck about this particular record because I thought it was something that our enemy Chuck would like. Mm -hmm. But I said, I mentioned Adam Bolt's name and I was trying to, we were trying to figure out because we both had heard that name before. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually mentioned, I was like, you know, I think maybe he was in the old scratch, but I'm not sure that doesn't sound right. And mm-hmm. then I, I saw that Landon and Brooks both played on this record as well as yeah, guest true. musicians. And then I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, so I wonder if Adam bolts was the guy from the beat strings. Yeah. And so I thought it might've been the guy from the beat spring beat strings, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, in any case, the songs are masterful of that, of that genre. Like you said, the songwriting is just top tier. The musicianship top tier. This is all great. Particularly his voice though, man, mm-hmm. he, he's got, he's got a voice that is built for this stuff. Yeah. Um, and legitimately puts me in mind of Patterson hood from the drive by truckers mm-hmm. quite a bit. He, um, because Patterson hood kind of does the same thing that you sort of described where his voice doesn't always like he, he has a, a talent that he kind of changes his voice to fit each song perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what Adam does here, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I would definitely say that he reminds me of, of that. Um, but yeah, great instrumentation. There's, Acoustic guitars, banjos, slide guitars, lap steel. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just this, the harmonization of the guitars are fantastic. I mean, all the ingredients that qualify for just really good country music is here. And with with definitely a rock twist for sure. Um, yeah. I would say if you like the drive-by truckers, I would say Sunvolt, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of Hank Williams, I would also say early Wilco. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would compare this to that. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Um, This is, and, and also like you mentioned, Bob Dylan, Graham Mm -hmm. Parsons. I definitely hear that in this as well. Maybe a little bit of Dwight Yoakam as well. Um, All kinds of stuff. This is just fantastic. And it makes total sense that Brooks and Landon would play on this as well. Um, Yeah, for sure. You know, because they're both masterful musicians as well. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you're you're totally right. The band that Adam has backing him in this band, it, it's it's fantastic. They add so much to the songs. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 incredible. So, yeah, this this is this is really good stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> nice. So yeah. Um, wow, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff. We talked a lot, a lot, a lot <laughs> about a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot. Is that a, could that be a song? Like <laughs> it already is. You just wrote it. Mm. How did it go again? Yeah. Perfect. It, it, it puts me in mind of number something. One hit. Right there. Puts me in mind of something, but uh, it was, I got to move and move it. You know, that sort of <laughs> dumb thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that one. That one's about moving it on the dance floor. Oh yeah. So I wonder if like the dance floor would appreciate <laughs> um a song about reviewing records from Iowa. Who knows? Only one yeah. way to find out. Let's make it happen, Eric. We gotta get a hold of the CNC music factory. 
I don't actually know who sings that move it move it song. I don't I have no idea. It's let's you know what? Let's just um in this day and age of the internet where we can just look up anything and know it all the time. Let's just not. Let's not find out who sings that Yeah, Let's we'll um we'll just just make it up. It was uh CNC non music factory. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. CNC noise factory. Oh, well, that's pretty good. I wonder what the CNC stands for. I think it's the name of the producers. They're both Is that, their names oh, both start okay. with a C. So like yeah. um like so so I don't know. Uh, Charlie Chris, and Chaplin. Chris yeah. Chris <laughs> and Cozy. Wait, Chris and Cozy, they were in Thar and Gristle. Mm-hmm. So CNC Death Factory. Oh, oh that's pretty snap. good. Pretty good. Snap. We're, we're making uh, connections, guys. Wasn't Genesis Peorge who uh, inspired uh, uh, Phil Collins to name the band Genesis? <laughs> and also the <laughs> Sega Genesis? Like, I, Yeah, all, I think so. It I all think, started I with think, Robbie uh, Gristle. Yeah, I think Genesis Peorge was the u- first use of the word Genesis. Yeah, I mean, before that, like, I mean, well... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in fact, he may yeah. have even he, yeah, he influenced even the Bible. He inspired the Bible. Genesis. <laughs> it, it, it all began with one Genesis P. Orange. In the beginning. In the beginning, there was only throbbing gristle. That's, how, <laughs> that's the beginning of it all. That's how it starts. Yep. Actually, for Christmas, got a book called The Psychic Bible, and uh, it's by Genesis P. Orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I heard yeah. about that book. So, Actually, um, yeah. So this is a really huge regret. Mm. Um, that book is kind of old, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, it is. A huge regret. I saw the Psychic Bible at a thrift store one time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long, long time ago. Back in like, I mean, I don't know how old that book is, but. Pretty old. I, I saw it a long time ago. And I. I, I didn't even know who Genesis Peorge was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, if that's one of your big regrets, Dan, I think you're doing pretty well. I am doing pretty good. You, did, you didn't buy a book once. You're I didn't okay. buy a book, but it was a book by Genesis <laughs> Peorge, though. <laughs> wow. Okay. Dang. So, so what so, did so we learn today? <laughs> well, here's what I learned. I learned that Phil Mall could change his name to Phil Mall Collins. Oh, what's that? Phil Mullins. Phil Mullins. I wonder if he's ever thought of that. Phil Mullins. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he'll be very happy that we we, uh, we came up with it. Though. Yeah, I think he would. Yeah. Well, what do you think of that, Phil? Thank you for yeah. listening, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. So what else did we learn today? Oh, yeah. That's uh, You were serious about that question. Um, we learned that haploid... Yeah. Is both an alternative rock band yeah. <laughs> from the 90s and a no wave band from what the 70s, 80s? 80s, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We learned we learned that both of them, but both incarnations are amazing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And somehow the on the same record. Yeah, yeah they're on the same record. And uh wow. that's pretty amazing. We also learned that um cursed existence is very heavy. Very we also learned that Ill Omen kicks ass and mm-hmm. shreds. Totally and we shreds. also learned that Spaniel rhymes with my first name, Daniel. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. And they and, also are. And they also yeah. shred. Yeah. And are awesome. So, and then also that if you go back and you listen to this show, mm-hmm. you're doing better than me. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't expect more from our listeners than than we're willing to give. <laughs> exactly. We shouldn't. We really shouldn't. Yeah. Uh well. But I want to thank everybody. And yeah. uh thanks for listening. And I don't know, tell your friends so. about the show. Cause yeah. I kind of feel like most of the people listening are probably already our friends. Probably. But, but we're not friends with all of our friends' friends. So our friends should tell their friends. Mm-hmm. And then their friends will listen and then they'll become our friends. We'll mm-hmm. all be friends. Yeah. That'd be cool. And if you don't want to tell your friends, that's okay. Uh, tell your enemies. Yeah. Right. Sure, Good call. Know. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you really hate someone, man, no better way to get back at them than making them listen to this bullshit. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. I guess that's about it. So, yeah. That's really about we, it we yeah. kind of stayed on the rails this episode a little yeah i mean we didn't, we didn't if, you, if this is your off. first episode you're hearing um it usually gets um stupider than this <laughs> very stupid yeah so, so if you've already reached your threshold of uh dumb assery then uh, i don't yeah. know i don't know if, if you a, can believe a shot that, anyway yeah. if you can believe that it gets worse than this <laughs> wow but for real, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> We're glad yeah. you're still here. Yeah. Thanks so much. Welcome to 2023. Mm-hmm. And we'll hang out more. Yeah. We're going to hang out more, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going to hang out. We're going to we're gonna put more content yes. on the content stuff. Big changes coming in 2023, guys. Big change. Get the fuck ready. Did you mention follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or does that no nope. matter? Oh, and also follow us on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. Oh, yeah. my gosh. If you want, go to our YouTube channels to listen to our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what's really going on? They're like, they have more mistakes? Yeah. What the hell? Sword of thrust, too hot for TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> too hot for the internet <laughs> move your browsers <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you thought they were hard to handle then <laughs> we're bringing um, you that hardcore content you come to love <laughs> listen as Dan and Eric try to review records and they just can't contain themselves yeah. and just so you know they don't have any pants on <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>